Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable. And after a long time of it just being me, for the first time in a few months, we have an interview. And our interview is with, I don't know if I want to say the newest, okay, the, the interview is with Sweetie B. Hi, Sweetie. Hello. Do you prefer Sweetie or B or how can I you? Hey, either way works. I go by B more often than not. All right. So we'll go with B then. And um, I was going to say, I don't know if I want to call you the our newest narrator. You are or are the newest member of our family. I realize you are our newest narrator because, um, but you are not. Yeah, no, you're not our newest narrator, but you're our newest member of our family because Pamela had written already, but you're the most recent person to be doing audios for us. So you are our oh, newest I see. narrator. So, so I'm sharing yeah, the I'm sharing the role. <laughs> yes, you are. And it's great to have you. Uh, well, I've already you. gotten a bunch of good feedback just on the um the 20-minute uh, audio you did and the 10-minute audio you did. And uh, last week, we just released the um, Feminized Revenge, the uh, full-length audio. Oh, that one was fun. I'm glad you liked that. I, I, I wrote it before I ever talked to you, met you, anything, and I, I thought um, – when we started talking about what kind of audios, it's like, oh, wait, I've got a story where this woman methodically torments, teases, and feminizes a guy over the course of 6,000 words. And I thought, that'd be perfect for you. Yeah, sounds about right to me. <laughs> so, um, and so that story, and then we had a problem. If you were looking for that story after the last podcast, there was one word in that story that I had to edit out. It was the word high school. Nothing happened in high school. It was simply that there was the mention that these two characters met each other in high school. And so it wasn't available right after the podcast, but it's up there now on Clips for Sale. So please check it out if you, if you enjoyed what you heard on the free podcast. Or if you liked it on the premium podcast where you got to hear the whole thing on Clips for Sale, it's up there. And I think it's one of one of my favorites. So please check that out. <laughs> oh, a high honor to have gotten to record one of your favorites. Well, thank you. I, you know, I, I started talking to you a little bit on Night Flirt over the summer. And actually over spring, I guess it was. Uh, in fact, I kind of, I, I, it was definitely more spring than anything. And um, I really, really enjoyed our conversations. And I, I kind of, I was glad you, you, you agreed to do audio for me because I think your personality fits so well with a lot of my stories. Um, I, I've mentioned this before. There, there's kind of that, that, you know, that sweetness is there as well as the sadism. <laughs> So, oh yeah, it's, I've it's, got it's, both in spades. Yeah, back and forth thing. So, <laughs> so how did you get interested in this whole feminization kink? So, my first experience with feminization was actually kind of an accident. I had a friend who had a girlfriend our freshman year of college, and she sort of bullied him into playing along with feminization. He started painting his nails, wearing makeup, dressing up, wearing heels, whole nine yards. And then they broke up. And then he went back to normal. And he confided in me a couple weeks later that he really, truly missed having someone make him dress up and make him perform and make him pretty. So I volunteered. And as it turned out, I had a hell of a lot of fun with it. <laughs> and it very quickly became my new favorite thing. There you go. And and see, that's I, I said already to you when we were doing the pre-interview, I'm not going to talk much about myself, and I'm still not, but I do have <laughs> one thing I want to say. So I've talked about my college experience, and everybody here who listens probably knows it, but... I don't think I've talked about my post-college experience. I think I told you, it's like, 
after college, I, you know, the girls were gone. I was gone. We all went our separate ways. And I tried to like dress up on my own and without anybody telling me what to do, it was boring. It was just, <laughs> it's makeup, it's clothes, whatever. Half the planet wears these things every day. And it was like, <laughs> you know, so that's a great gift that you, you gave him. And it <laughs> totally changes everything, you know, when, there's someone else in charge and you kind of you're along for the ride, you know? Oh yeah. I definitely see how it's different between choosing to do that on your own and having someone exert pressure over you to make you do that. Exactly. They're very and, different feelings. And so the feminine, the female domination aspect of that, did that just come right along with this? Sort of. It all just sort of flowed, you know? That that makes sense. I got caught up in the stream, and we went along, and <laughs> I realized that feminization is fun. Doming is fun. Putting them together makes it even better. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I always say that uh, feminization is, is basically bondage with homework. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you've been uh, doing this a while, what is what is your favorite uh, activity for a beginning sissy? I've never done this, and I'm like, hmm, I'm going to – Talk to Sweetie, and she'll set me on the on the right path. What? How? How would you start someone out? What is your your favorite like beginning sissy activity? So step one for me for brand new sissies with no experience, my favorite thing to do with them is to just sit down and search, check out Pinterest. Pinterest is a fantastic place for it. For looks and lingerie and makeup, wigs, outfits, uh, just styles. And then, depending on how willing they are to continue, I either help them pick a style or I pick one for them. And step one is usually lingerie. Yeah. It's, it's simply the best step. But I also really like to sort of get into my new sub's head, figure out what they're after, what they want most deeply, the things that don't interest them. And I play it from there because, well, what can I say? I have the most fun when my toys are having a bit of fun too. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I've, all, I've always said that one of the problems with, and feminization is not the only kink like this, but I always said one of the problems with feminization is it's not really a kink. It's about 30 kinks with one name. It very much is. It is a very diverse thing. And that's why it's so important to me to get to talk and actually figure out what aspects of feminization that you're interested in, what aspects excite you, and what can I use as perhaps a reward and perhaps a punishment down the line. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I always say, like, when I first started calling my clerk, uh, very, you know, no idea what I'm doing. And I, and I would call just about everybody who, you know, said they did femdom and feminization. And the worst people I ever called, they always had panties in their profile. So I always, like, avoided people who said panties. And that's a weird thing for someone who's into feminization. But the reason was there were people who didn't get the kink at all. And all they knew is people who liked feminization like panties. So a call with them would be like, I'm going to put you in panties. You're going to wear panties. It's panties for you, sissy boy. And I'm like, you've got to be getting paid by big panty because there's no other reason you <laughs> say God. panties this much, you know? So Yeah, it's like they're fixating on the buzzword without actually delving into the topic at all. Right. And that's just simply not going to be fun for anybody. No, I mean... I, I said this about, you know, other writers, and I'm not saying all because there's some great feminization writers out there, um, but some of the ones that I haven't enjoyed, I could kind of tell it wasn't really their kink because what Seinfeld said was they yada yada the good part, you know? 
<laughs> they just went right That's a over useful the line. Yeah, they went right over the part that was exciting, you know? Um, and for everybody, that part is different. Um, you know, sometimes I don't want to write a long makeover scene in my book, but I know a lot of my readers, my listeners, they love that. So we're going to start with foundation and we're going to work our way up, you know? And I'm going <laughs> to try to find a way to make it a little more original than the last one I did. But... You know, my favorite scenes in my books, you know, and they're just about all forced femme, is I love when the guy thinks he's in control and suddenly realizes he's not. Ah, uh, the little, the hopeful power dynamic, thinking you have a chance, thinking you might be able to get away or turn this to your favor somehow. And yeah. then, of course, one of the girls crushing that under one of their heels. Right. You know, <laughs> especially, especially, you know, it's not even a question of you think you're going to get away. No, you think you don't have to get away because you're the one who's totally in control. Ah, you know? even better. <laughs> you know, and that's the kind of, you know, what the heck just happened here kind of moment. And I, you know, I've had them, but it's just, I love writing them. I love, you know, and this is interesting, too, I've found. The difference between women and men who read my stuff, men tend to sometimes want the guy to be punished for something he did bad. And women generally like it more to be the woman is a force of nature and it's nothing the guy did. <laughs> and I think it's just because it makes it less about the man and more about the woman if she's a force of nature. But I love writing cocky, arrogant guys so much that so. Sometimes I can't help it, you know? Well, I think those can play together nicely. The idea of a cocky, arrogant guy that is cocky and arrogant, but he didn't really earn all of this. Right. It's just a woman taking agency of the story and going on a little adventure with a guy who, yeah, sure, he's not the best or the... He's not the man you want to spend time around, sure, but <laughs> but he didn't do anything to deserve all this. Right. But, I can personally go either way. I think they're both fun. See, I've kind of always, I've always said there's like this real, real narrow path where feminization seems like a good punishment. It's like if somebody, you know, shoots up your family or does some really horrible thing thing like that steals your life savings it's not how dare he do that now i'm going to make him wear a dress that's yeah. just really underwhelming on punishment the doesn't hand, fit the crime right on the other hand a guy cuts you off in the grocery store parking lot and it's like well now he's going to have to live as a woman for the next 15 years <laughs> it's <laughs> there's this real fine line you know Oh, yeah. you got to find the right balance there. So you've, you've done several stories now. Um, let's see. Um, a couple, well, I think all three of them have been rather manipulative women. And, and yes, that's probably by design. Um, <laughs> what, is, what is something you would really love to, to narrate? What is, what is, what is a... a um, either a scenario or a character. What is just something you would really love to narrate? These are going to be the ones that I relate to. The um, perfectly sweet with a very strong sadistic side that happens to come out now and again. I've seen that. <laughs> Those are my favorite characters. Oh, I know you have. <laughs> my favorite characters are like that typically, because I relate very easily to them. I can kind of get into the headspace without any issue. But, hmm, for scenarios, I definitely love anything out in public, parading, mm. really. And that's part of my favorite parts of feminization as well, when we get to the parading stage. We get to go out in the world and you get to live life as a beautiful woman. 
Ah, see, that's something that I did not know. So that's a, see, that's a good thing. I can definitely ah. look for that in, in future scenarios. <laughs> Uh, what I always say about going out in public is when you go out in public, you become an accomplice of your feminizer. <laughs> because you might be trying to train me to walk in heels, and you might say, I have to walk for an hour every day in heels. And yeah, I'll go through the motions. But as soon as everybody's watching at me, judging whether I'm a woman or not by how well I maneuver in heels. All of a sudden, this is really, really important to me now. Exactly. The pressure just skyrockets. And it has the bonus, like you said, of sort of putting you on the same side as your feminizer because you don't want to cause a scene. You don't want to trip and just eat it in the middle of a mall, right. especially not in your pretty short dress where everybody's going to see your pretty little panties. so you do you are in public you're sort of obligated to play along harder than you necessarily would in private and that's why i think it's just the supreme test of a sissy's skills is how do you do in public that makes a lot of sense and that it just adds so much so much stuff to it like you know well i'm talking about so much humiliation (laughs) Well, you know, I could take a passable picture of myself pretty much like almost like the very first night that I was in dresses. Ooh. There were pictures that were very passable. But if you saw me face to face, there is no way you would have thought I was anything but a guy in a dress. <laughs> and it took like seven months of a lot of work. Before we got to the point where everybody wouldn't just, it's a guy, you know, Um, because it just involves so many different things. Oh, yeah. There are a million aspects to quote unquote passing that you have to hit if you want to. Just the way you walk, the way your shoulders are either squared or softened. Your expression even matters depending on your face shape especially some some men will just always look like men if they're not smiling that's true part of why i teach my little feminization subject how to smile properly oh come on it has nothing (laughs) to do with it just being so much fun to say you know you'd be prettier if you smiled more uh okay fine you got me (laughs) that is a very fun aspect of it yeah everything that I ever said condescending that way towards one of the women who feminized me always got returned back to me in spades. And I know you're exactly the same. Oh yeah. (laughs) Honestly, you were talking earlier about what justifies the feminization. A man telling me to smile in the grocery store might just make him a target. (laughs) All right, fine. We're going to dress you up all pretty and send you to the grocery store and see how many men tell you to smile. See how much you like it. Okay, so if you if you read at some point, if you if you read or listen to an audio about a guy who's kind of a jerk at a grocery store to a very sweet woman who then shows her sadistic side and then takes him out in public dressed, you you know where the idea came from. So. <laughs> that is a story I would happily narrate. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I haven't had thoughts like that. Okay, now, now now we're kind of getting into my own little theory here, which is oh? I always find that, like, you know, like on Nightflirt, you'll see women advertising who are doms, and some of them are very experienced pro-doms, but I always feel like leather, black, colors, bright red, and dungeons, there's a place for that, but, like, the thought of that doesn't excite me the way that thinking about a woman who I might see like on a bus, attractive woman I might see on a bus. And I might be having thoughts about what I would like, you know, if if the two of us were together. And at the same time, she's having thoughts of me hogtied on her floor. (laughs) There's just something really sexy to me about the fact that that woman that you had no idea was a dom, (laughs) you know, the incognito seen, dom. Yeah, if you had seen what she had in her purse, you would have blushed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's definitely. 
That's so, your yeah, type. So, <laughs> so now if I go to the grocery store, I'm going to be looking at every woman just, hmm, I wonder. Which one of you is most likely to hog tie me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good hog tie because, you know, you're laying there, so it's a lot more comfortable in some other positions. Yeah, it's a position you can leave someone in for a while. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, and, and, and like I like I, I said before, um, you know, I have seen your sadistic side, and it, it's so much fun when it comes out because you know I was talking before with you about the the joys of um, combining like makeup application and being tied up. And I said, you know, I, I still, you know, I still get it. I kind of, I mean, I think that, you know, the idea of being tied to a chair while a woman, you know, grabs your chin and applies lipstick to you was just an exciting thought. And your response was, yeah, that's good to know, just in case, you know, you're ever in that position with me. <laughs> in case it becomes useful information. Yes. You, you know. never know. <laughs> hey, one day you might end up tied up in front of one of my vanities and just contemplating your life who knows <laughs> and, and, and this is something that i'm going to tell you about to audience because whether we're talking about about shayla whether we're talking about london whether we're talking about sweetie b there are some women that you just know they know their way around a piece of rope and i, I definitely picked that up <laughs> <laughs> hey knots are interesting <laughs> It was a fun hobby learning how they worked, and I did not tell any of the people teaching me how to tie knots what they were about to be used for. <laughs> yeah, they was... simply thought I was interested in the craft. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 one you know the one girl who tied who tied me up the most in college she totally studied it for this very reason, but the other one did some horseback riding. And I guess learned a few knots that way. Ah, but, nice. You know, so there's all sorts of things. I never met. I've written a couple stories, but I've never actually met the 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 girl who sails. You know, because I guarantee you'd have a lot of knot knowledge that way too. Ooh, that's a good story idea right there. <laughs> okay, so after the grocery store, <laughs> she's back on her houseboat. <laughs> um. So one of the one of the things that you know, for the other reasons, for the big reasons, I guess for the for the podcast is I like to use it to promote my audios, which mostly are in clips for sale. But I also you have some audios that you have on Night Flirt that are not available elsewhere, correct? That is correct. Okay, and your name on Night Flirt is Sweetie which will be in the description of this podcast, but S-W-E-E-T-I-E underscore. Don't forget the underscore. You'll go nuts trying to find it. <laughs> and then B-E-E. -E. And you have several audios up there, and I'm sure more to come. Um, audios, photo sets. I have a very yeah. silly video that I did as a custom for someone that is very unrelated to feminization. <laughs> and that's the other thing, you know, my writing, my stuff is all feminization, female domination, but most everybody um, has other kinks that they that they also cater to as well. And, and uh, sweet, uh, I keep calling you sweetie, but I know you said, uh, <laughs> what what other what other kinks do you do? You, I know you said before that you had been doing girlfriend experience for a while. Yes, I actually started my, uh, I started as a cam girl before getting on Night Flirt on another site doing girlfriend experience. And my whole thing is I'm a sweet person. I'm kind and I'm comforting and I'm a good person to just talk to, hang out with, be around. So long as I have a space to get my sadistic side out. <laughs> See, now you get both, so it works great. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do still offer girlfriend experience type things. You should just expect a somewhat sadistic girlfriend. But who doesn't want a slightly sadistic girlfriend? 
I think that's a good thing. I mean, she cares for you. She nurtures you. Sure, she humiliates you a little bit. She might tie you up now and again. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> <laughs> I think very few people who listen to this podcast you know, would fall into the category of not wanting that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, while feminization is my main offer on Night Flirt, it is certainly my main draw and what gets the most traffic over there. Uh, I honestly, I love learning about kink. If there's a kink that I don't offer that I don't mention on my profile, you are welcome to bring it up to me and I would love to learn more about it. That's good. That's good to know. I uh, like expanding my uh, repertoire. It's and you never know what's going to be your new favorite thing. That's that's true. And I mean, it's, it's interesting too. Like, you know, um, and, you know, I, I take calls on night floor too occasionally, but the thing that I always find interesting is, is like, you came over to do one thing, and then it's like, oh, wow, this part took off for me, you know? And, you know, it makes sense, though, because you are, you know, you are very good at this, so. <laughs> well, surprised. thank you. So. so I as do my always, best. You do. So always, you know, you can you can find my stuff on Clips for Sale. Um, I have stuff on uh, Night Flirt, and we're starting a new Night Flirt account very, very soon with more things on it. Okay. And then Honey Bee, Honey Bee, please. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, we're on Skype now, and there's a picture of a bee for her avatar. So. <laughs> and then Sweetie Bee, Sweetie underscore Bee can be found on Night Flirt as well as her audios there. Please check us out. And she is going to continue doing audios for us. And um, I am definitely, um, if I have time, I, I've got a quarterly coming up. And, you know, the quarterlies are where I do a lot of the short stories. I will do one specifically for her. <laughs> now it's probably specifically about someone who lives on a houseboat and goes to the grocery store a lot. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know. So, well. I, it is now time to get on with the rest of our podcast, and I'm going to convince, I'm going to uh, confess, not convince, I'm going to confess that today is Wednesday, it is really hot here in Chicago, and I'm not 100% sure what the uh, next audio is going to be, so you'll be as surprised as I will be, and then, uh, you know, Sunday when this podcast airs, you will find out. <laughs> one so day one day so thank you so much for 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 doing this interview i am really really happy to have you on here and have you recording for us and also you know please if you're listening um give her a call i really <laughs> recommend it I, I i'm a caller and also um if you do call her let her know that you heard her on the podcast because we. Oh, we absolutely. <laughs> we 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 want to encourage, and not just with Sweetie B, but with any of of the narrators. We want them to know that people appreciate being able to talk to them and listen to them, and you know, it, it helps me get get people like this to do great audio for me. So it makes <laughs> it means a lot. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I've been hearing about the podcast for a while and even watched a handful of episodes, and I am definitely a fan. So very happy to be here. Terrific. Thanks so much. All right, and here, is our, here is our mystery audio. Hey, everybody. It's Kylie Gable again. Um, on Wednesday, when I recorded that interview, which I, I really hope you enjoyed, I truly had no idea what the audio would be, but now that it is Sunday night, I am recording the premium as well as the free version of this podcast. Um, I know for a fact that it is Prancing in the Woods by, by Sissy Brenda, and I just wanted to uh, give it a little introduction. Brenda does a great job with this story. She introduces, like, so many members of the uh, Candy Apple Press family as members in this story, and it's quite, quite, I enjoyed listening to it. It really cracked me up. Uh, as well as having some very, very sexy parts. And I know um, Mistress DJ, who recorded it, absolutely loves this story as well. So without further ado, here is Mistress DJ reading Prancing in the Woods by Sissy Brenda. Prancing in the Woods, written by Kylie Gable and Sissy Brenda. 
edited by Mistress DJ, published by Candy Apple Press, copyright 2023, all rights reserved. Introduction by Mistress DJ. Typically, Candy Apple Press releases don't come with an introduction or editor's notes like this. However, this book is special and I feel it deserves one. I'm the editor of this story. This story came from an idea, initially a tweet on Twitter, by Sissy Brenda. Sissy Brenda had posted a photo of her fully dressed in her frillies, frolicking in the woods for Queen Reina. Well, this was the first thing that I, Mistress DJ, saw on Twitter that day, and said, I was going to go for a hike, but don't want to encounter a wild Brenda. It was a fun tweet amongst the wonderful people, including many amazing doms, of Candy Apple Press, and is still up if you, the reader, has interest. Hence this intro. Candy Apple Press is an unprecedented and peerless collection of writers, artists, voice artists, creatives, sissies, and doms. Created by Kylie Gable many moons ago, Candy Apple is nearing, if not past, 500 books published. Kylie has managed to make a family and publishing company of this amazing group of people, of which I'm honored to be a member of. All of this said, this story has nearly everyone associated with Candy Apple Press mentioned in it. The thing that's wonderful about Sissy Brenda's tale is that it sticks true to the personalities of the people in the story. As editor, I found myself smiling, saying, Yep, she'd do that, or that sounds just like him. So sit back and enjoy this wonderfully crafted tale created by Brenda and co-written with Kylie, and know that this story, like many Candy Apple Press writes, could really happen. Prancing in the Woods Adam methodically packed up his camping gear, his one-person tent, a tarp, an air mattress, and sleeping bag, food and other supplies, a change of clothes, and last but by no means least, his special clothes. Adam had been married for about 10 years. He and his wife, Rita, loved each other very much. They had stopped having traditional sex a few years ago due to Adam's small dick. It couldn't keep Rita satisfied, although Adam used his tongue well. Rita and Adam had once discussed a cuckolding situation, but Adam was uneasy and so she dropped the subject. Rita also knew about Adam's desire to wear women's underwear and other women's clothing, but disapproved and refused to let Adam wear these in her presence. Adam had arranged two days off from work to visit a campground, knowing it would not be crowded on a weekday so he could wear his fun clothes. Rita figured as much, and as she kissed Adam goodbye, she said, be careful, Adam. Be surreptitious. Yes, dear. Of course. Promise, said Adam. The forecast was for temperatures in the 80s, so for this camping trip, Adam packed several pairs of pink panties, two pairs of jet black stockings, just in case he got a run in one of them, a blonde wig, and a six-inch stiletto pink heels. He also had a frilly pink sissy bag in which he put his little one-inch cock cage, a couple of butt plugs, one of which vibrated, some lipstick, and cotton candy body spray. You see, Adam, like many men, was a cross-dresser. Also, like many men, Adam's wife did not approve of his hobby, but he considered himself lucky in that at least she allowed him to indulge in this embarrassing habit on his own time. Adam backed out of the driveway and waved to his wife, who waved back and quickly went back inside the house and made a phone call. It was a two-hour drive to the remote campground, chosen specifically for its out-of-the-way secluded location. And that is the same reason why my friends, Shayla and Raina, decided to take a couple of days and go camping with me up at Pansy Lake, so named because of the thousands of pretty pansies that are always planted all around the campsite. Once a year, we get together for a women's camping trip, where we hike, kayak, and party our asses off. I packed up lots of tequila, rum, vodka, and assorted mixers, and a bunch of edibles, along with our camping gear. We each took separate cars as we were all coming from work. Pansy Lake was a small campground with about 45 sites. There were no RV hookups, so it was primarily used for car camping. It was always full on weekends from June through September, but generally pretty empty midweek. Pansy Lake itself was also on the smallish side, 
It had few lakefront houses, but no motorboat engines above six horsepower were allowed. The campground had a small beach that had lifeguards on the weekends, but the lake, like its namesake campground, was small enough and remote enough that it was never crowded, even on weekends when all the campsites were full. The campground was near a small town that had a general store, a gas station, a few farms that sold fresh corn and berries, two bars, and a strip club. I work as a chemist for a large chemical manufacturer, having previously spent 10 years in the military working on top-secret drug experiments for them. In my spare time, I fool around in my basement lab, experimenting with creating various drug cocktails. I still have some contacts in the military, and they're very interested in my experiments. I especially like to experiment with truth serums. I've been working on a derivative amabarbital, which renders its subject compliant and unable to resist commands. Hopefully, I can perfect some drug concoctions for sale to them as a weapon. As a perk, I got some comfy military fatigues that I like to wear when I went camping. I also wore my black t-shirt with a picture of my black lab and some Doc Martens and hopped in the car. After a long drive, I pulled my pickup truck into the Pansy Lake campground and was surprised to see another car that had just arrived in front of me to check in. We rarely see other people during our camping trips, but I took note of the single guy in the little old VW. It was hard to tell from where I sat in my truck, but he looked a little wimpy and nervous. I watched him turn right after he was finished, and I pulled up next to the window. I remembered the friendly park ranger, a no-nonsense but friendly woman named London. Hi, London, I said. Welcome back, DJ, she said. You guys are in campsite 42 as usual. Who was that guy? Don't know. A campsite for one person. To each their own. He's at the other end of the campground from you, so he won't bother you. But will we bother him? London grinned at me. Thanks, I said. Have a great evening, as I turned left towards the end of the campground. Adam pulled into his campsite and got out of his car. This was a totally private site. The site had a ring of evergreens around it and lots of underbrush on all sides. It was perfect. He quickly set up his little tent and then got his special bag out of the car before he did anything else. He dropped his pants and men's underwear around his ankles and put his dick into his little cock cage. He didn't want to spoil or end the two days of dressing up too early because he got too excited and then subsequently lost interest in dressing. Much more fun to prolong the fun by being locked up to prevent accidents. He'd learned from experience that the best and easiest way to get himself into a small chastity cage was to do so before donning his girly frillies, lest he get too excited. He stuffed his little guy into the pink nub a one-inch pink chastity cage. Because he had a small cock anyway, barely four and a half inches when erect, the cage felt comfortable, at least until he put on some sexy frilly panties on. There were two keys to the chastity cage, one he had inadvertently left at home. Oops. The other he sat down on the picnic table and he quickly stripped. Adam put on his black stockings and sexy garter belt. Then he pulled up a pair of hot pink frilly panties with bubblegum lace. He smiled and felt a little stirring in the cage. A bra with his lovely and humiliating D-cup breast inserts. A pink camisole on top of the breasts fit perfectly to give him quite the rack. A blonde wig and his six-inch stilettos completed the outfit. He moaned with frustration and discomfort as his cock strained against its encasement as he tittered about the campsite, preening and prancing. He was in heaven. He poured himself a glass of red wine and put on some dance music. With one hand on the wine glass, Adam boogied in his heels, tossing his long blonde hair this way and that, having himself a blast. If only Rita was more tolerant, he could hang out at home and enjoy himself like this all the time. He sighed and put that thought out of his head and tried to enjoy the moment, which was not difficult to do. Back at my campsite, I set up my tent and unloaded some supplies. Ten minutes later, Shayla pulled in. We hugged and high-fived, and I handed her a tall glass of rum and pineapple that she drank while setting up her tent next to mine. Shayla ran her own beauty salon. 
She had previously been working as a hairdresser, but quit after her boss tried to hit on her repeatedly. She was a savvy saver and investor, and had used her savings to buy her own salon. Her salon not only did hair and nails, but sold cosmetics and gave beauty and fashion advice to a diverse and ever-increasing clientele. Shayla was tall and beautiful, with long legs and long auburn hair, and magical blue eyes that were so pretty even without makeup. She was dressed in a t-shirt that said, Women Rule, tight black jeans, and her signature thigh-high boots. She had several pairs, and this pair was specifically for hiking and camping. A few minutes later, my friend Raina showed up. I also handed her a rum and pineapple drink while she set up her stuff. Raina, who had beautiful long brown hair, wore ripped jeans and some cool high-grade hiking boots. I met Raina and Shayla through our mutual friend Kylie, and we stayed close to each other through social media, getting together every summer for a women's camping trip, as well as occasionally throughout the year, usually ending up at a bar. We've supported each other through various life events, and we are all assertive types who do not suffer fools. When we're together, we can be quite vicious towards the inevitable lame jerks who try and pick us up, laughing as we emasculate these losers. After everyone was all set up, Raina asked, So what's on the docket for the rest of the day? I told her I just wanted to chill by the lake in my swimsuit with lots of alcohol and some pot. I also mentioned casually about the solo guy I'd seen checking in just before me, who was camping at the other end of the campground. That seemed to interest Shayla, who said she wanted to go and surreptitiously check him out. Raina chuckled and asked Shayla for a full report later. She and I then changed into our bikinis, grabbed a pitcher of tequila sunrise, and made the short walk over to the beach. Raina works for a restaurant chain and is in charge of the accounting department. She was complaining to me about her boss. This guy is just so creepy. He leers at me and other women in the office whenever he's around. Thankfully, he's not here much. I'm just waiting for him to actually touch one of us so I can get him fired. I've already complained to HR about the leering, and I was told they confronted him and he promised to stop, which he hasn't. What a creep, I told her. Yep, said Raina as she sipped her drink. I fantasize about putting him in his place. She laughed out loud and took a bigger sip. Men are pigs, I said. It's one reason I left the military. The place is teeming with testosterone, and more than just leering. The more we talked and drank, the more grateful we were for the chance to commiserate here, and we toasted each other. I was getting a little buzzed. Meanwhile, on the other side of the campground, Adam had polished off two glasses of red wine and had smoked half a joint. He was wobbling on his heels and practicing talking as if he were a sissy girl. Yes, dear, I'll do whatever you say, mistress, he said in an unconvincing, high-pitched voice. I'm such a sissy girl, he said a little too loudly, and he looked around nervously. Shayla, by this time, had gotten within ten yards of where Adam was, and was hiding out of sight behind some bushes. She observed Adam for a bit, and it was all she could do to not burst out laughing. She put her hand over her mouth because she was laughing so hard at the sight of Adam. She could see the telltale sign of a locked chastity cage under Adam's pink panties. Again, she stifled a laugh as she saw just how small the cage was. It was then that she spied what looked like a chastity key, just sitting on the picnic table behind Adam, a short distance from her hiding spot. Oh, this is too good, she thought. Shayla patiently waited ten minutes or so until Adam disappeared into his tent for a minute. She quickly ran out and grabbed the key then just as quickly went back to her hiding spot. Adam emerged and looked at the picnic table. He then looked at the ground and fell to his hands and knees to look for the key. That was Shayla's cue. With his back to her, Shayla appeared from the bushes and said loudly, Looking for this? Holding up the chastity key. Adam startled and turned a bright red. Please, ma'am, can can I... May I... Can 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 you please g- give that back to m- 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 me, he stuttered. Shayla laughed out loud at the sight of the so-called man, dressed the way that he was on all fours in front of her. 
Those giant tits of his were hilarious. She couldn't pass up the opportunity to humiliate him more. Yes, sissy, as soon as you lick my boots. Adam hesitated, realized that he had to get that key back, and started licking this woman's leather boots for all he was worth. She lifted her boot in the air and said, Bottoms too, loser. After a couple of minutes, he stopped and said, Okay, now, please? Shayla smiled at him. No way, sissy. That was way too easy. See you later. And just like that, she was gone. Adam was both mortified and turned on. This woman was beautiful. Her leather boots were mesmerizing, but he had to get that key back. His rational mind told him he should change back into his boy clothes ASAP, but he was high and drunk and horny, and he loved being dressed the way he was more than anything in the world. She implied that she'd be back, and maybe he could have some fun, harmless humiliation with her. He sat down and rubbed his little cock in the cage fruitlessly and tried to hump the air. Raina and I had just made another toast to a vacation without having to deal with men when Shayla returned from her surveillance mission. She animatedly told us about what the sissy loser was doing and how he was dressed. Pink stilettos and a blonde wig, I asked incredulously. Shayla laughed, and huge breasts. She and I were in hysterics, but Raina looked pissed. Who does that little fairy think he is, prancing around in a public campsite like that? Well, it is Pansy Lake, I offered, causing Sheila to start laughing again. Oh, and I took the key to his chastity cage, too, said Sheila, showing it to us. That's awesome, I exclaimed. Yep, I'm going to dangle it from my necklace and open my blouse, so he sees it in my cleavage, she said, laughing. We need to pay this pathetic sissy a visit and punish him, said Raina. That seemed like a fun idea, but a sissy pansy loser like that most certainly did not deserve to see me in my bikini. Raina agreed with me, and we both changed back. I grabbed some rope. Adam excitedly poured himself another drink, eagerly thinking about some tame humiliation from that pretty lady who had just taken his key. Maybe she'd even cuddle up to him, and they could make out while he was dressed up. Loud voices and laughter woke him up from his fantasy. Oh my god, I said loudly, getting a load of the prissy little sissy standing there in his panties, stockings, giant tits, wig, and heels. Raina walked right up to Adam and grabbed his chin. You got a lot of nerve looking like this, you little fairy. Adam tried to back away, but she held him firmly in place. Let's bring the loser back to our place for some fun, suggested Shayla. Great idea, said Raina, who continued to hold Adam by the chin. Finally, Adam spoke up. Please, I was just having fun. I wasn't hurting anyone. Did you guys hear something, said Raina, as I secured Adam's wrist behind him. Shayla worked on securing his feet with a six-inch-long piece of rope. Adam would have to hobble and take mincing steps in his heels. Then Raina pulled out a pink dog collar that said Sissy on it and put it on Adam. Where did you get that, I asked her. Oh, it was in my car. I always keep some fun toys in there, she said, fastening a leash to the collar. Shayla had a huge grin as Raina tugged Adam's leash. March, sissy, she shouted and smacked his ass hard. Adam was quite the sight, mincing in his sky-high heels, hands bound tightly behind him while being led by Raina. We got back to our campsite and made Adam stand in the middle of us while we discussed what to do with him. Sissies need discipline, said Shayla, pulling out from her trunk a wooden paddle with holes in it. You too? I asked her. She laughed and caught Raina's eyes, saying, It's always good to be prepared. Get down on all fours, sissy, commanded Raina as she untied his wrists. Adam shook his head. That insubordination was too much for me. He had his back to me, so I stood up and kicked the stupid little sissy hard in his pink pantied ass with Doc Martens, causing him to fall face first into the dirt. Shayla squealed in delight and high-fived me. That was great, she said. Adam slowly got up on all fours, and Shayla immediately sat down on his back and started wailing away at his panty ass with her paddle. 
He yelped in pain and pleaded with her to stop. Marina went digging in her trunk again and appeared with a lovely penis gag that she unceremoniously shoved into his mouth. Much better, she said, and we all agreed. After several minutes, Shayla got up off of Adam and said, Next! I took the paddle from her, but before I could use it, I saw Raina kick the sissy loser hard in the ass with her hiking boots, causing him to fall face first into the dirt again. Raina laughed, and her laugh was so infectious that it made me laugh. It was more of a sinister laugh, though, as I couldn't hide my contempt for this little sissy. As Adam scrambled back on all fours, I yanked his panties down and started wailing on his sissy ass. His ankles were still bound together, and he squirmed to try to elude my blows. I was bigger than he was, and was able to hold down his shoulders with one hand to prevent him from crawling away. I made him pay for his sissiness. His ass was flaming red, and he started to cry. My arm finally got tired, and I stopped spanking him, but ordered him not to move. Shayla approached him, saying, My turn, and kicked him hard in the ass with her black thigh-high boots. Adam sprawled face first again and was sniveling. We ignored him, and Shayla said, He needs a name. How about Brenda, I said. I remember a silly sissy I had talked to on Night Flirt. He reminds me of someone with that stuttering and a blonde wig and that outfit. Brenda it is, said Raina. We should feminize him. Like, give him a makeover and do his nails, Shayla offered. Yes, to Brenda, I said, having refilled everyone's glass, and we toasted her. We hadn't intended to feminize anyone on the camping trip, and so we had to pool our makeup supplies to see what we could pull off. Raina surprised us with some pink nail polish. Gotta be prepared, she smirked. Brenda offered little resistance, even after we removed the penis gag. Of course, she was mortally afraid of the three of us at this point, and you could easily see her bright red ass through her little frilly pink panties. But it was probably my stance, scowling in front of Brenda in my black t-shirt and Doc Martens, holding a paddle menacingly that was a main reason for compliance. Shayla plucked Brenda's eyebrows, then applied foundation and blush, and got to work on her lipstick, lip gloss, mascara, and eyeliner, while I painted the sissy loser's nails with hot pink polish. After 20 minutes, Brenda looked much more girlier and sluttier. We made Brenda parade around, swing her hips, and act as girly as possible as we laughed at her ridiculous D-cup breasts bouncing up and down. Ah, that was a great story by Sissy Brenda entitled Prancing in the Woods. I really love that story, and I also really love Mistress DJ's introduction to it. Um... This is not an easy place to make a family. Um, erotica, production, writing, audios, whatever you want to call it, it tends to be a bunch of people doing their own thing. And I am so proud of what I've created at Candy Apple Press, by no means doing it alone. I have people like, like Sissy Brenda doing great writing like this, Mistress DJ doing, doing great reading. And, and the thing is, it, it never stops. It never stops. I just got an email from Diane Calloway today. Looking forward to maybe doing some more work with me. Um, I talked to Mistress Jen over the weekend, and she's doing good, and um, definitely would like to do some more recording. And, you know, I just, you know, have a, have a new audio person with um, new audios from, from Sweetie B. I really hope you enjoyed that interview. So I feel great just to be surrounded by all these talented people exploring a lot of the same kinks that I'm still into as much as I've always been into them. So I hope you have, you really enjoyed this show. I hope you have a great week uh, finishing up August strong. And I hope you'll be back next week. I will be. And if you are, I will see you here. Bye-bye.